the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. There was a lot going on in... T- <laughs> This is how we start. This is how we start. This really is. That is the circus theme right there, and that is typical of the Triple M Breakfast with Winning Tube show. It's typical of my mind, I think. Well, it's good. My mind's very busy today, and I feel like it's going. Today. Today. There was just so much on the show, wasn't there? Well, I feel like that's your head every day. We talked about. Scooters going through Macca's drive-thru. Well, that's we <laughs> we did. We spoke <laughs> about power prices. Now, I don't understand why these can't be capped. It's been done before. I don't know why it can't be done again, and maybe it will. Uh, we're going to have the premier on tomorrow to talk about that. Yes, we've had. We've also touched a little bit about the Mac Point Stadium. We also had an expert on about wildlife here in Tasmania. Oh well, Tassie Devils. They've been sneaking into some people's houses and being mistaken for plush toys. Don't give it away. Oh, well, you don't know how it ends. <laughs> I'll just say there's a chair. No. A, what? Just no, leave not it on the that. Oh, okay. Leave it at that. You can listen right here, right now. <laughs> good morning, Hobart. It is a good morning, Hobart. It's a gorgeous morning. The sunrise was sensational. I missed it because I was already at work and we don't have windows on the sunrise side. Just because the the boss is listening this morning. No, no, he listens every morning. Got in earlier than Woods. No, that's not why. I'm just saying, okay. Okay, It sounded bad, I guess. Doesn't matter. I I swung past Macca's here in Melville Street. There's about 20 scooters out the front. 20? Yeah. Was was anyone in there or were they just the scooters? No, they just dropped off the scooters. Okay. A couple of people having a late night, maybe, over the weekend. We are literally, what do you reckon, 300 metres? No, not even that far from the Maccas. Did you scoot back to work? <laughs> or did you go through the drive-thru on your way in? You went through the drive-thru on your you way in. you go through the drive-thru in a scoot? I Absolutely not. Why couldn't you? Oh, you might be able to. I, I, no, I wouldn't have thought so. God, you're a fun stopper sometimes. I, no, they're not stopping fun. <laughs> Gee, that sounds fun. Let's go on a scooter through Macca's. This is a brilliant time. Come on, Woody. Come on, Woody. This is Woody and Tubes. Tessa Randello from our Triple M Hobart newsroom is in the studio. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. It's making news. So there's more pressure again on state government to start enforcing some price caps on our powers. Um, it's It's been a bit of a long-running issue, but I guess the latest is that the Tasmanian Small Business Council's now come on board. They're bringing in the closure of the Bogues Tourism um, Office as their kind of point. They're saying, you know, that these big institutions, these big companies are also struggling with power prices. They're having to close. They're having to let off staff. It's not a small issue and it's just getting worse. And Labor just wants to see a price cap. And the state government, they've just come back and said that it will be con- not price caps, but something will be considered Coming up, to it the has next been budget. done before, though, hasn't it? Price caps, yeah, hasn't that not yes. been done in the past? So we know that it is possible to do. There's a framework for it. Yeah. So, well, we're going to speak with the premier tomorrow. We'll ask him about that as well. But people are choosing, and we've heard this so many times, between heating and eating, mm-hmm. and that's terrible. We've heard stories of people that have put filled up Coke bottles with hot water and taken it to bed rather than turning on the heating. And you add that to interest rate rises, rental rises, the cost of living, it's too much. And we we make the stuff. Yeah, the dams are full. I've yeah. checked. <laughs> you checked. Have. 
Woody's been down there with a long stick and pushed no, it to the bottom and made sure. I, I, I know. That I know. Me no, oh, yeah. I whoa, whoa. Oh, there we go. There's whoa. a meeting. I think. I think the frustrating thing is that we were told that there was going to be an 11.88% rise in our power prices. We were told that. Mm-hmm. We've seen some examples in today's paper about businesses that have gone up by 25%. Now, that's not – it could be a number of reasons that have pushed that power price up by 25% based on last year. The business could be busier, um, and that's about it, I would suggest. I think generally – Previous, in my previous life, I had a business. Our power bill was very consistent. Our energy use every quarter was very consistent. And our power prices still went up. So the amount of power we were using was consistent throughout that. So I guess the frustrating thing is that our businesses and, like you said, some of our big businesses across the state are seeing the press, the push and the stress of what's happening with power prices and shutting down things like the Bogues Tour that has been synonymous with lawn system for about 25 years. I mean, talk about 97% of businesses in Tasmania are small. Like yeah. These yeah. are huge costs, yeah. huge. So hopefully we see some movement from the Premier and the government this week as far as power prices go. Woody, I don't know if you know this, but uh, around Hobart there has been some signs put up on garbage bins. Mm. Okay. It's got a picture of Tessa Ari- looks worried. <laughs> I'm not sure what to think of this. It's got a picture of Ariel from the Disney movie The Little Mermaid. Oh, I And love it says, that "Have you recently had a random discussion about this plus toy in the local in the queue of a local grocer? Do you drive an older model white Camry, wear pink denim, and have amazing blue eyes? If this is you and you'd like to continue the discussion over a coffee, a drink, or a walk in the park, call. And I'll leave the number out." And ask to speak to Aladdin. Oh, I've always wanted someone to do that with me. Bit to unpack really? here. <laughs> what? Well, someone's I had a discussion. This sweet. is like a missed connection, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. It's also pretty random that Ariel's looking to you speak think- to Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> you wear you? pink denim. You wore pink denim oh, on I Friday. Did. Was this I, you? I wish it was. Do you sure? I wish. Rest Point is turning fifty. The oldest. Casino in Australia. Well, the very first one the too, first. and it was it's it's a place that's pretty close to my heart. It was where I started my working, my proper working life. You know how you had little jobs oh. through school and whatever. We have when to go I through moved down here, your I, resume sometime because you've you've lived like you're ninety. You've had so many jobs. I don't know whether you just keep moving on or you keep getting fired. No, no, I just try different things. It's good. I spent. I spent. Just give I radio work, a bit of a go. I started work at Rest Point in two thousand and three and finished up there in two thousand and seven. Then moved to Canada and then went back to Rest Point in twenty eleven. What did you do at Rest Point? We're giving away money, by the way. We're not. <laughs> Rest no, yeah. Point are giving us fifty bucks That's every right. single day to give away. That's right. Rest Point, come play. Uh, I started my work. I started there at Anchors Bistro. It used to be above oh, yeah. the sports bar, yeah. the old bistro up there, and I started. It was my first ever proper job. Like I'd dropped resumes everywhere and done little bits and pieces like short-term contract work, like ushering at Bell Reeve and working in a bookshop like whilst they a were A bookshop really as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's on the North East Coast. But um, this was my first like regular income job where I was not going to be, there's an end to this. Yeah. It wasn't seasonal sort of work. Um, I went down there and I had a job interview and I worked at Anchors Bistro. Then I worked in Riverview Snacks. Remember Riverview Snacks where it was just a little hole in the wall? Yeah. And that was a cool job because I used to have to not only just do the bar work and clean the tables and 
this is when you used to be able to smoke cigarettes inside. I so can't I used to have to that. empty the ashtrays. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Um, and then I'd have to go and cook. So when the chef had a break, I'd have to go and cook. I'm like, I said to the chef, he's like, what do I do? How do I cook these chips? And he's like, put them in the fryer, mate. That was it. That's, that was my lesson for, for cooking. But there's some great memories down there at Rest Point. I remember going to banks with mum and the tellers would be smoking. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Planes? Planes, yeah. He's smoking I think even smokers but would Rest say Point, that. Rest it's... Point's a massive part of the community, huge employer yeah. down there. They've done a lot of work and they're celebrating their 50th anniversary this February. You can win $50 to spend at Rest Point anyway by just sharing your Rest Point memories. That's it. It's Triple M Breakfast. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not news. Ended up in hospital for attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not new. No, wait, I'm not finished. You know the Pentagon, they sent set up a brand new UFO sighting hotline, which is for military personnel. Is this... In oh, particular, okay. pilots, right. where they can report unidentified objects. Flying objects. And... There were hundreds of reports last year. Hundreds. Just keep that in mind when I tell you the rest of the story. Well... More specific details are going to be released on that, the Pentagon findings. Okay. But um, a UFO has landed and visited Big Ben, just one of many landmarks simultaneously across. Landed on Big Ben. How come we haven't heard about this in the actual news? You're hearing about it now. No, if they landed on Big Ben... This would have made international news. A UFO hunter has claimed aliens will land on Earth in 2023. That's this year, Tubes. It is this year? That's the most factual thing you've said in this whole segment. After spacecrafts were spotted above iconic landmarks. Get this. Are you listening? Yeah. Stop looking out the window. I'm just... Including the Eiffel Tower in Paris and Big Ben in London. So they have landed on the Eiffel Tower and Big Ben and it hasn't made... It's not on the news currently as I'm... It's not what we... I mean, it is what we're talking about, but it hasn't made news before this very segment. The UFO hunter, Matt Wells, told the Daily Star... I don't know if you read Catch Up With It. You should catch up with that. It's really good. It is like aliens are sending a message, he said. The aliens are saying, and I quote, We refuse to hide away. We are here in plain sight at your world's most important places. Well... But it's not finished. Can I finish the quote? I mean... Even sceptics must sit up and take notice. I believe we could see aliens coming to Earth for everyone to witness much sooner than originally thought. Do you know that spacecrafts were also spotted above the Sapphire Strip Club in Las Vegas? And with the cameras that we've got, these high-definition cameras that every single person is carrying on their phone, let me guess, there was only blurry ones available, blurry pictures. corresponds also with, he's known as the um, living Nostradamus, Athos, his name is. Who knows him as that? Himself? Self-appointed business card? That's what he's been given. I bet he wears short-sleeved shirts with a tie. He claimed, a couple of years ago now, that aliens would descend on Earth in 2023 via an underground portal located at the top secret Area 51 airbase in the United States. Yeah. He said at that time there is a tunnel below ground level in the area leading to a three-dimensional portal which is due to open in 2023. This is the, portal. the premise of the television show Stargate. 
and the movie. This is not real. This is a bloke who's been sitting at home watching his TV and popped on Stargate, the show, and said, This is real. You always ruin it for me. I didn't even get to the fact that we'll be able to travel through it. Hey, that's not happening. This is Woody and Tubes. Talking about power prices and a cap, which has been done before, and I don't know why we're not doing it yet. Well, Labor's been, the Labor Party in Tasmania have been banging on about that for a long, long time, saying that back during the election years that the Liberal Party did put a cap on these prices. Why can't they do it again? And maybe they will. We're going to have they will. the Premier yep. joining us to chat about that yep. um, because like no one should choose between heating and eating. No, like you said earlier, it's a little frustrating because that power supply that comes from our hydroelectric commission is generated by us. It's state-owned. It's owned by Tasmanians. Why are we paying extreme prices for our own generated power? And we were talking about, we've been talking it's about really this for about six months. Yeah, we've spoken to just about everyone you possibly can to understand And I still why. don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Michael Clark has returned to his radio show this morning. Hasn't said much this of is, interest, so <laughs> there's nothing to, to play get- you back. He's trying to get in on some sports news. Oh, it is sports news. It's not. I think they news. both behaved terribly. By the way, a couple I mean, of bogans clearly... bashed each other in a park. Well, spoiler <laughs> alert. Sorry, just on that tubes. You know they both got done with public nuisance. Good. They've both been charged. Great. Terrific. Good you news. Go. Got some uh, women's national cricket new, uh, new league news for you. The Tasmanian Tigers have had a good win after they bounced back to an 89-run victory after their shock loss to the ACT Meteors. The girls came back and gave them a smashing by 89 runs. They won by in the end. It was set up by Nicola Carey, who smacked 70 off just 87 balls in a player of the match Performance. Elise Villani supported her with 45 off 55 balls. Lizelle Lee with 49 off 72 balls. And your favourite player, Naomi Stalenberg, smacked 43 off just 35 deliveries as well. It puts them into third on the WNCL ladder, setting up a massive match against, a couple of matches against the South Australian Scorpions next week, Woods, here at Blunt Arena. Uh, I just want to shout out to Sasha Maloney, who took three for 21 off six overs. A great performance. But Molly Strano and Sarah Coit performed two of the great runouts that I've seen with one stump to aim at. They took a couple of wickets with some runouts. And I think that's been the difference for the WNCL Tigers this year, Mm -hmm. that their fielding has been spot on. Their energy as they walk onto the field over the rope has been sensational from ball number one every time they've been fielding. And that changes a lot of players, a lot of games. So they're sitting third, as I said. They've got a couple of games in hand. But like I told you, the next matches are coming up against the South Australian Scorpions. They sit in second position above the Tigers. So... It's a replay or a rematch of last year's WNCL final coming up. So we've got two games, as I said, at Blunt Serena. One of those is a day-night match over there, which will be fantastic. And just quickly, Woods, the Jack Jumpers had a good win over the Cairns Taipans, setting up another big game on Friday night against the Sydney Kings. Now, we don't like the Sydney Kings. Well, no, because the coach kicks stuff. Chase Buford. pushes over kids. Did he push over a kid or was it... He kicked no, no, a kid. no, he kicked 
the LED screen. He, he didn't, kicked the LED screen. He made a fool of himself here at My State Bank Arena. Oh, that's so. just so childish. But yeah. to be fair, you were sledging him. I was w- at that match yeah. with you. It wasn't. It was fun you were sledging. S- you were telling him to go like back to Crazy John's and get a no, I said, suit Go back to the, the FBI. Rack. Oh, that's right. Because he was dressed up like an FBI agent. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. You scroll through Facebook Marketplace a bit, do you? Yeah. I love it. It's a bla- it's a hole and you fall into yeah, it. Yeah, vortex. And you vortex. cannot get out. The things I've bought on there that I've then found were just purchased from Kmart. Oh, really? And paid double. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a I don't have any idea of quality. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> I, I genuinely love it. I love just scrolling through and just finding what's for sale and... You know, occasionally buy some stuff off there, which is good. Or Gumtree, you know, the two the, the two marketplaces that you can do online here locally. Did you see this bloke so, selling a life-sized dinosaur on Facebook Marketplace? Yes, please. For 60 grand. Oh. You want to go 60 grand. tenths? I, well. 60 grand. Wait, this is in Tassie? It's, nine, it's, it's in Melbourne. Right. This bloke's 19 metres long, four metres high. And $58,000. No, they'd have to be 19 metres high. <laughs> no. Long? 19 metres long. So that's from tail to nose. Oh, so it's like a one of the long I'm dinosaurs. just trying to find... I'm, what type of dinosaur is it? Yeah, it's it's called an Australotitan cooperensis. Oh, God. Probably should have... It's like probably. trying to teach my nephews... An, to speak. an extinct sauropod that existed almost a hundred million years ago Could we find in southern d- central Queensland. Details on that, producer Rhea? It's what massive. do we know about it? What's it the looks facts? like? Like if you're going to go back to your d- typical dinosaurs, it looks like a mm. brachiosaurus, long neck with a tiny little head on the end. But why would you need one of those? Oh, oh, Siri! Siri. <laughs> you're not kidding. Siri has just opened stuff up. Yeah, that's, that's what really she's supposed bad. to no, do. No, she's on silent. Why? Well, you need to talk to your Siri. Well, uh, I just want to know what you found on Facebook Marketplace. I found oh, a bargain the other day. This is no oh, joke. I found go. a bargain. Yeah. I found two leather chairs for a hundred dollars each, mm. and these chairs normally go for about three grand. So I got a good bargain. What for a hundred bucks each? Yeah. Normally go for three grand. No, you did not. Yeah, legit. No, you did not. I had to, someone isn't selling. You got done. There's no way someone is giving up six grand for $200. They were in my best mate's garage in Devonport. Shout oh, out to Vonnie. So he he gave them to you? He's No, he paid for them. I sent him, I wired him the money. I said, can you go and pick these up for me? He said, yeah. Right, you've been he done. There is no way. I haven't there even looked at them. The, there's no way that is worth six grand. What? Two chairs? They're very good chairs. I haven't seen them. <laughs> I hope they're good. <laughs> I found, actually, I had an idea for us in Hobart yep. that um, we could start a small business. Yep. Selling. Here we go. Here we go. Wait for this. Tasmanian Air. Do you know, I'm not kidding you, Yeah. that other countries around the world are buying this stuff, countries that are severely polluted. What, and you just, I don't know how we get it. I again, don't know how you bottle it. But this is the premise of a movie. This, this no, it's on, not. I'm, this is Spaceballs, the movie with Mel Brooks. We are running out of time. No, <laughs> yeah, we are running out of time. We're going to get to I'm the news. But I'm telling you, We're so far behind. Vitality Air is just one of a variety of companies that are profiting 
They're calling it the near absurd business of selling canned, bottled or even bagged air. So you'd be able to choose how you want your air delivered. I just don't know how you lock the air in. Anyway. You just we- shut it. You just shut You just shut the lid. Close the lid. That's it. That's how you get in there. Uh. It's triple M breakfast. A world record has been broken in Richmond, Tubes. Unbelievable. You know I love a world record and it beats the guy that clipped on 80 Christmas decorations to his beard and <laughs> broke a world record. Well, this is pretty cool. Anita Long from Sisters Sister Hives in Richmond has given us a call. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, before we get to how you smash this record, which I love, because predominantly, is it the average beekeeper is a 69-year-old white male? Oh, that's what the statistics say, but... You know, I think with the amount of women that we we saw, I think that statistic might be a bit smashed these days. I love it. (laughs) What is Sister Hives? Um, So Sister Hives uh, is a program for women in beekeepers here in Tassie. So why did you choose beekeeping as your hobby, Anita? Oh, look, I think sometimes, you know, the bees choose you. But I think for me, um, I know, um, I think for me, I just love them, like, you know, I love looking after them. I love seeing what they're doing. Of course, we love honey, but it's about the bees, really. Is the honey the waste product of bees? Not really. Um, a lot of people say it's bee vomit and things like that, but but really they just kind of keep it in their little honey crop and, and kind of regurgitate, so it's not kind of vomit yet. Okay, so. but they don't... We're not stealing their <laughs> nutrition when we eat honey. Uh, yeah, of course we are. Oh, yeah. That's oh. the truth. Um, I mean, the thing is, bees are amazing at storing lots and lots of honey and way in excess of what they need. So a good beekeeper would only take the excess, certainly not the stores that they need to survive. So, so Anita, that's probably the tell us about the world record that you and your friends at Sister Hives in Richmond broke. Oh, well, we didn't just do one world record. Um, we did two, which was just epic. Um, the first world record was an, a digital world record, and we did that with Extreme Excellence World Records. And women all around the globe posted photos of themselves online. And in a 24-hour period, it reached like... Sorry, insane. we missed you there. What was that? Oh, sorry. Um... Oh, no. Oh, no. This, this could be the world record for worst phone line, no, Anita. No, we've had those before, and it was worse than this. Uh, so, was it 1,000? Was it 1,000 photos? Um, it was about 1,300 photos. Wow. And people uploaded yeah. them, all females, absolutely love it. Yep. And so, that was a global world record. So, everywhere around the world, women did that. And it reached about 2.8 million people in 24 hours, wow. which was amazing. And that's now getting closer to 5 million, which is insane. And then we had the second world record, which was based here in which was for the most women at a, bee- a single beekeeping event. And how and many was that? We had, a, um, it was 71. Unbelievable. Um, Two world records in in a weekend there, Anita. That's yeah. that's got to be a world record in <laughs> itself, doesn't it? Pretty cool. Yeah, it was oh. pretty awesome. You yeah. said earlier that you think the bees chose you. 
Um, when yeah. is it that you discovered that bees were your thing, that that's just what, what you wanted to do? Um, I was probably mid-30s and I had, um, you know, just had a child and felt like I needed something just for myself. And so I thought, well, what can I do? And we had an, a man here on our farm who kept bees. And so then I would look at what he was doing and um, he's the most gentle, gorgeous gentleman ever, you know, the most amazing mm. man. And he he kind of got me into the bees and then once I got a little taste, I was hooked. And um, it was just an amazing thing to be able to, you know, kind of be at one with nature. Why there's a little bit of scared, you know, you've got that little thing in the back of your head that you can get, you know, stung at any time. So that <laughs> element of risk... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing, really. I'm told a lot of facts. Um, I'd love to get your favourite bee fact, but I did get told that ten it takes 10 bees a lifetime to make a tablespoon of honey. Yeah, well, that's not... The fact is a bit different. I, I've heard it was 12 bees to make half a teaspoon their whole life. There you go, and that's why yes. you are looking after bees and I'm not. And that's why this show is <laughs> never factual. Anita Long from <laughs> Sister Hives in Richmond, we really appreciate your time and congratulations on being world record holders. Thank you so much. Thanks for highlighting women in beekeeping. It's awesome. Appreciate uh, it. We will be talking tomorrow to the Premier about the stadium. A couple of texts coming through on 0488 1073. Woody and Tubes, if the if the terrible stadium business case was an application for a bank loan, it would be knocked back. Surely that's enough said. Cheers, David. That's true. If this was a bank loan that you were going for and you were losing 50 cents for every dollar that you invested, they'd just say no. No way. Yeah, but I've also heard, so we've heard from the state Labor leader, Rebecca White, and that is up on the listener app. Just search up Woody and Tubes. But also... I've heard that with other stadiums, there's been similar issues with other states, but then it's starting to make a profit. So I'm confused, obviously, but the business case that we've seen doesn't look great, no. No, it doesn't. And you can text us anytime about anything, 0488881073. This is Woody and Tubes. Right now, we are joined by Australia's number one entertainment reporter, Peter Forty Ford. Morning. Good morning to you both. What's making entertainment news, Forty? Well, Lisa Marie Presley's funeral took place overnight. Mm. And if you go to the Graceland website, you can actually watch the whole thing. It only goes for about an hour, ten. But it was really well done, very classy. A couple of interesting things came out of it. Her daughter, uh, Riley, who's very much on the rise now as a Hollywood actress, uh, revealed for the first time that she, in fact, has had a baby. So Lisa Marie was a grandmother. And Priscilla Presley is a great-grandmother. And the other interesting, two interesting surprise guests, one was Fergie, Duchess of York, she spoke. But also the Axel Rose got up and spoke and also performed in a way that you never expect to hear or see Axel Rose perform, just him behind a piano singing November Rain. So really, I mean, I can't tell you it's a last minute, obviously, because it's not, but it's really worth having a look at if you're interested. Yeah, such a tragic, tragic story yeah, as well. Amazing that Axel Rose is oh. up there singing behind a piano. That's really cool. Uh, new gig for Prince Harry. What's that, Forty? Well, the whisper is that he actually doesn't want to be invited to the to the coronation in May because he's been offered a million bucks to be a commentator on television in America to commentate on the actual coronation. Oh, no. So, oh, no. Yeah. A million Isn't bucks. Isn't that weird? Oh, my God. I'll tell you what, it'd be, 
it'd be worth watching, though. So he'd be like, there's oh, Daddy. Look, yeah, exactly. You wonder if he'd be emotional, would he be sending it up? But, you know, it'd be quite oh, fascinating. God. I don't blame the network for trying to get him. I'd try and get him as well. Oh. But if he did it, I think that'd be just, you know, the lowest act of all time oh. that you don't. So therefore, I just think the royal family have got to invite him. Absolutely have to invite him because that way, you know, he, you know, he, he will look really bad if he doesn't accept and accepts a paid job instead. Michael Clark has returned to work. We did have a, a bit of a listen to his radio show earlier to see what he had to say, which was not much on the altercation. Not much, exactly, yeah. <laughs> You'd like to think they might press him a bit more as the show goes on, but, of course, he and Jay got fines. You know, the police were, well, they announced on Thursday night the Queensland cops said, yeah, we're investigating this. Then at five o'clock on Friday, they said, oh, we've finished the investigation. So no one's going to accuse them of prolonging the investigation. Mm. But, uh, yeah, they, both Jade and also Michael got fines, which is sort of nothing in the overall scheme of things. But it was all about, I guess, reputational damage more than anything. Yeah, so where does Michael Clark go from here, Forty? Well, you know, I, I know they're saying, oh, they're going to drop him from the commentary team from India. Well, there's no evidence of that. And I don't think sponsors are going to drop him. I mean, ultimately, it was a private Personal issue. thing. Yeah. yeah, that through no fault of his or Jade's became a public discussion point. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people raised a valid point, though, when they said, you know, this was there was violence involved in this, yeah, no matter what the provocation. And if it was a bloke, you know, hitting a woman, the, the scenario, the dialogue will be very different. But... I suspect most people are just going to move on. Yeah. I mean, the both the whole video itself is very full on to watch. It and is. And you're exactly right. It doesn't matter how much of a flog he is. You can't actually do that. Yeah, that's right. And 1-800-RESPECT is the 24-hour national domestic family and violence counselling information and support line. You can reach them on 1-800-737-732. Peter 44, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you on Friday. See you then. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tassie devils have been venturing into people's homes and mistaken for plush toys, and it's not one incident. Well, there's before, multiple. Before we get to that, okay. wildlife carers are calling for us to slow down on the state's roads as the number of native animals killed on the roads in Tasmania surges. And to run us through the statistics is the director of Bonnarong Wildlife Sanctuary and expert on all things Tasmanian wildlife. Tell us, Greg, what what are the stats that are concerning here for Tasmanian wildlife? Oh, look, I think we see it every day, don't we? But yeah. we just sort of, we're so used to seeing it that we don't even notice it anymore. So you're, you're talking some 250,000 to 500,000 animals killed on our roads every single year in Tasmania. So that gives us the um, rather embarrassing title of the roadkill capital of the world, really. Uh, so look... I don't know uh, what we do. Uh, what we do differently to change our mindset and say, look, it's not acceptable, and uh, we need to start taking responsibility for it. So, part of the solution there, Greg, as we've heard, is that wildlife carers are calling us for us all to slow down, particularly in that dusk to dawn area. Yeah, it's not rocket science, is it? You know, we, we put up, um, you know, 30 and 40 signs and slow down around schools and around shopping areas and all that sort of thing. Um, so, look, we know what the solution is. But, look, I'm going to go one step further as well. This time of year, we're, we're obviously all enjoying this beautiful weather and we're all out and about, so we might stay out a bit later or go camping or anything like that. And the one thing we can do is trying to plan our drive time to not be between dusk and dawn. So if we can just go a little bit earlier, um, you know, in the evening, if we're going somewhere, 
somewhere, or particularly for a long drive, because the longer we drive, more chance we encounter wildlife, of course. And, you know, that's, that's the first step is can we avoid driving while these animals are out and about? And, you know, when you stop and sort of think, it's usually pretty easy to plan in. And I know that there's some areas that are suggesting perhaps a drop in the speed limit, perhaps around yeah, those 100%. times. What do you think about that? Because it's yeah, been a bit a unpopular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Like we're in such a hurry all yeah. the time, aren't we? And when you actually do the stats, you know, over, say, a half-hour drive, and let's face it, in Tasmania, if it's more than a 10-minute uh, drive, it's a long drive for us here. We uh, we <laughs> whinge at home and, you know, absolutely, you've got to go all the way for 10 minutes. So look, the thing is, if you actually do the stats, you know, if we go at 80 instead of 100 over... Um, you know, a half-hour drive or so. No, that only adds a couple of minutes, literally, to our drive. Yeah. So it's not a huge sacrifice. You save some petrol. And keep in mind, it's also human safety. You know, if you're going a little bit slower, you you don't know how you're going to react. If, a, you know, say a Tassie Devil or a Wombat runs in front of the car, your knee-jerk reaction will probably be to swerve, and we should never swerve. Just if we're going slower, we've got a chance just to... Um, hit the brakes and, and, you know, keep ourselves safe and the animals safe. It makes a huge difference. Their lives are in our hands, aren't they, literally? Um, Over the Christmas break, oh, this story, and and this is quite common, is this right? So in Tassie, a woman heard her dog barking inside. She saw what she thought was a plush Tassie devil. It ended up being a real-life Tassie devil, and at one stage, the entire family was standing on the dining room table. <laughs> the dad with a broom <laughs> trying to get the Tassie devil out. It's a, it's a, you see tubes like that when there's a mouse in the house. Too, don't you? On the table with his, <laughs> come on. With his little broom. Get it away. <laughs> no. oh, You've on, seen that it. too. You've seen that too. Yeah, yeah no, this, <laughs> this is quite amazing because this wasn't just, this wasn't one of our bush suburbs. This no. Was, this was downtown Hobart. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually where they're more likely to, to come into human spaces just because, you know, there's a lack of habitat there. So they're looking for somewhere nice and warm and some food and whatnot. And, um, and of course, our houses are actually really nice. Underneath houses is usually a nice cosy den. Um, but look, why not make yourself at home and just come inside, have a snack from the pantry? Absolutely. But what attracts them in? I mean, the fact she, um, uh, she had a dog gives us a little bit of a clue because the smell of dog food um, mm. is something that quite regularly brings them in so dog bowls and things like that will bring them in but um and look while while i wouldn't say it's sort of common it's not like everyone's got a devil in the house um on a saturday morning it's still uh we get a surprising amount of calls for it this time of year because young devils are dispersing they're leaving their mother from the season before they're hungry they're trying to find their territory um and so they, they do turn up in some pretty weird and wonderful places so what should you do if you spot one in your house yeah, look, stand on the table and get a broom. That's my, uh, my advice. Just what would tubes do? You don't, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> look, it's, uh, it all depends. I mean, the first thing I do is get, get a couple of photos. They're, they're not something to be afraid of. Um, like, as long as you don't try and sort of touch them or pick them up, they're not aggressive animals by nature. They'll be very nervous of you. So if there is one sort of in the yard... Um, particularly if there's pets, get them secured so they don't hurt the animal. And just get a photo or a video and... Um, and shoot it through to us because we can um, then analyse whether it's a, a youngster that's maybe too young to be from mum. So maybe mum's been hit by a car or died of facial tumour disease. Um, but a lot of the time they're perfectly healthy um, and we can uh, we can sort of yeah assist with the situation, either leaving doors open and, and luring it out or um, 
getting a rescue without a help. Well, Greg Irons, Director of the Bonnarong Wildlife Sanctuary, we do love talking to you. Members of the Tasmanian public who find sick, injured or orphaned wildlife are advised to contact Bonnarong Wildlife Rescue 24 hours statewide on 0447 264 625. Greg, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Triple M Breakfast. We are celebrating 50 years of Rest Point here in Tasmania. Can you believe it? 50 years this February, and you can go down to Rest Point. We've got $50 to give away. You can come play at Rest Point. Every single day. So you can text us, you can email us, you can call us. Text is 0488881073. Tracy in West Moona has given us a call. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. What's your, what's your fondest memory of Rest Point? Oh, look, I can many, remember many years going down to Ray James. Oh, there. Yes. I would have seen you there, Tracy. I was there nearly every single weekend. So I'm there, and I can remember the um, bands that used to play down the bottom of the casino as well in the cabaret room area. Oh, the cabaret. I'm feeling a tabletop yes. dancing session. Yep. Is this what we were yes. doing? That's what we can remember way back, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's great to see the place back up and going again. Oh, look, they've, and they've done, I don't know if you've been down there, Tracy, recently, but the renovations down there are absolutely amazing. I suggest that anyone that's keen on Rest Point and wants to go down there and celebrate Rest Point turning 50 goes down and checks out the renovations because yeah, they're that unbelievable. Looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rest Point can play. You've got 50 bucks to spend, Tracy, just by sharing your memories. Okay. Thank you very much. Well done. Still to come, Cadbury has gone viral again over a missing nut. It's one nut. It sounds like my mate, Mick. Oh, you said that, not me. Nah. Our state's best on show. Tri- Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tassie Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. What I love about you just saying that is it deflects from the fact that earlier I swore over the power prices. <laughs> We've got $100 to give away in Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tassie Trivia. We've got two players coming up for 100 bucks. Aaron from Snug. Good morning. Morning. Can you test your buzzer, please, Aaron? Aaron. Oh, that's a good one. I and love it. Jeff in New Norfolk. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, guys. Can you test your buzzer, please, oh. Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> All right, brilliant stuff. All you got to do. No, that was right. That was right. Perfect stuff. These folks have got more of an idea of what's going on than you, Woody. All right, here we go, fellas. Two two questions correct gives you 100 bucks, okay? First question, multiple choice. All of them are multiple choice. Yeah. Question number one. The famous bridge located south of Swansea is A, the Spiky... Yep. Oh, A. Yeah, Spiky Bridge. Oh, I Jeff, like it. Nice. Well done. Nice. We've got one, Jeff. Aaron, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good, good, good. Jeff got the first one. Question number two. Which town on the Midland Highway would you find a massive log commemorating early log splitters? A, Oatlands. B, Campbelltown. Jeff. Jeff for the win. Campbelltown. Oh. oh, just like that, Jeff. You've won a hundred bucks thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. What are you going to do with the cash, Jeff? Hi. I reckon we'll have another go. I oh, love it. Jeff's going around again. Don't yep. mind it from you, Jeff. Two hundred bucks tomorrow. Brilliant. Beautiful. Thanks. Coming back to play. For $200 in Tassie Trivia, every week we give away half a grand. That's guaranteed. Up next, the Cadbury and the Nut. What? It's Triple Stanley? M. What's Stanley got to do oh, with it? <laughs> that's the kind of stuff, quality radio we're giving you today. <laughs>
This is Woody and Tubes. Cadbury it is uh, on TikTok. Oh, yeah? They've gone viral over a missing nut. Or should I say nuts? Plural. Right. right. A man is appalled to find just one lonely hazelnut in his Cadbury's chocolate bar. It's well, musician Matt. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is, but he's a musician. <laughs> Taking to TikTok with a video of the offending bar, yeah. he expressed his astonishment as its clear lack of nuttiness, showing just one hazelnut bump. Was it a hazelnut on chocolate bar? Otherwise smooth surface. Lamenting the purchase in the clip, Matt declared that he'd been robbed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, flabbergasted, taken aback, well, and taken for a full. And hazelnut, hazelnut chocolate bar. Yeah. If you go to the supermarket and you look at the chocolate bars, a hazelnut chocolate bar is the same price as like a Cadbury dairy milk, just regular dairy milk. Right. So the same price. So he hasn't been ripped off. He's just got no, but he has less he nuts. Didn't get the nuts. His expectations. If he wanted a dairy milk chocolate, he, he would have, would have bought, bought the dairy, a dairy milk, milk chocolate. chocolate. That's right. His expectations weren't met. He hasn't been ripped off. It's well, the same price. I fear that maybe my cousin had something to do with it because you know how my cousin used to yeah, work <laughs> at Cadbury. Actually, a lot of oh yeah, you always like to play the the music, don't you? My cousin, my brother, and That's my dad at one point of time. It's very off-putting. Reckon... used to work at Cadbury. No, can I please tell you the story? You've already told it. Uh, you might like... have forgotten. So No, I haven't. What... I haven't forgotten. No. You reckon that your mates Don't... used to sit in a rowboat in the chocolate with paddles going through pulling out the nuts. So you reckon... No, you're... you've got it all wrong. So Whatever. you clearly didn't listen. No, what happened was Surprise. my cousin was going through uni and he used to have to sit on the massive big vat of chocolate at the top, right? Yep. And, every, and he was in a white suit and every half an hour... He had to tip the nuts in, but because he was studying at the same time, he fell this? asleep. This was before so, TikTok was invented. Your oh, cousin's not responsible for this. So a whole lot of bars went out with one nuts without nuts because he forgot to tip the nuts in, right? And then sometimes he tipped too many nuts, and the nuts would get caught in the hole. Can I just finish? Yep. In the hole. And that's when he'd have to go on a little rowboat on the top of the no. vat. He did. I swear no. to YouTube. You know what is nuts? At- this conversation. This conversation. I would is like nuts. to hear from anyone that worked at Cadbury's. What was we, your role? We've already done it. What did you do? They weren't in rowboats pulling out nuts. That's just a straight no, fact. No, it isn't. But I'm, I'm saying truth. One of these. You don't know how long these chocolate bars have been around for. One of these could have been the one that Mate. my cousin missed the nuts with. Your cousin worked there before TikTok was invented, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know that. Come it on. used to work like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No way. It, tubes, it did. It was a lot different, yes, then to now, but that these these two stories are unrelated. We need to get someone, a director, inventor of Cadbury. Why don't we get Willy Wonka himself on the show? I just feel sad for you that you don't believe in anything. I don't believe my cousin, some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. That's just. I don't believe it. Just, I mean, I believe it, but it's don't. unbelievable. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. We love getting your texts on 0488 about absolutely anything. Loads of them coming through today. Cool. A friend that moved to St Helens recently told me they don't sell fresh fish there now. It goes to Launceston or you can get it at Bishno. They used to have a beautiful fish and chip shop up there. Also, Sanity Shop at Northgate is closing down. 
You could always get DVDs or CDs for a long time ago, ordered them from there, and now they're going to online only. They told me the public are very upset about this as they have been there for many years and they were very popular. Love your show. Well done from Faye. Thanks, Faye from Berrydale. Love your texts. Um, well, I, you know what I used yesterday? What? Was a tape player. Oh, yeah? I went through my mum's cupboards. I was trying to find tape recordings that my brothers did when they were four to seven just so I could record them and play them back because oh, they yeah. sound like tools. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I found tapes and then I was like, cassettes. Yeah, oh, where am I going to find a cassette player? Anyone now? that was born after 2000 has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Reese from Newtown has texted in. Mm. We need a stadium at Mac Point and a stadium up on top of Mount Wellington and a cable car that runs between the both of them just in case we have double-header matches. I think Reese is being a little facetious there. Good on you, Reese. Love your text. When the Tassie Bridge, uh, when there was that incident on it last week and it was closed for like six hours, yep. people suggested a cable car across the Tasman Bridge. Probably a more practical solution there. Uh, and this one's come through. What oh, Woody was talking earlier about the air, bottling up Tasmanian oh. air and selling it online. There is a company that legitimately is, is... You can either get it in a capsule, in a bag. They can bag it for you. You can get it in a jar, a drink bottle, and it's fresh air, and oh, right. it is selling out. Could so, you clarify that? Because uh, Anonymous has texted in and said, what air are you selling, Woody? This is meant to be Triple M, not OnlyFans. Thanks for joining us for anything you missed. Well, you've just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should be more professional than this. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Someone's been drinking. <laughs> no, always drink responsibly. Of As course. the Cookie Monster says, cookies, do you know the Cookie Monster now has to say, cookies are only a sometimes treat? Yeah, well, I miss that section of Sesame Street. Oh, well. I love cookies. That applies to me and the consumption of. Grog. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with the Premier. If you've got any questions, uh, please hit us up. Our text line is always open 24-7, Tubes. 0488881073. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.